0: Oh, oh, Hey everybody, listening to the High Sessions White Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. And Devin Nikova. Hi. Before we begin, let me remind the listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast, and of course, you can go to highsessions at yahoo.com to email us if you have any questions or comments about the show. If you'd like to help the show, get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll be more involved With the show And help determine Who and what is filmed We had to move For those of you I invited them To the next shoot Oh But that shoot Has been cancelled oh. oh What happened So uh, It was a conflict With the location Oh shucks So so far We've had A cancellation Because of the Because of us We've had a cancellation Because of the artist And now we have a cancellation Because of the venue well, Who was going to be The artist this time uh, We're still trying to get Fia, Fia. on the show. Yeah So um,
1: Personal friend of mine
0: oh really all right maybe i'll text him nice, <laughs> g- no, uh, nice <laughs> yeah, there you go you can c- yeah you're invited too yeah super nice guy we just got to set up a get a date but it'll be in march cool that we'll have him on yeah all right uh thank you to marie from california thank you marie thank who is you, marie. our newest patreon uh let's see kuba kuba landscaping landscape architects call kevin yokamura uh, 722-8685 i just referred someone to him this week so uh he does good work they're very happy and of course Fort Ruger market and I'm not going to talk too much about Fort Ruger market right now because our podcast is going to actually be centralized mm. around Fort Ruger market so introducing our guest today we have JB who is the head chef over at Fort Ruger market he is the reason why the food is so tasty and delicious he's also
2: the reason why me and
0: Devin are is fat <laughs> I don't know if he's the only reason, Kyle. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> on, on Tuesdays, anyway.
2: <laughs> on Tuesdays, for
0: sure. But, JB, I don't even know your last name.
1: Uh, Bokan. So, Joshua Bokan. But, um, yeah, everybody calls me JB. Most people that I know.
0: All right. And uh, you have prepared for us a big spread. We're going to put it's pictures a feast, up. Man. I know. Yeah. It is a feast. But you've been with the Ruger for how long? Not, not that long, right?
1: I think it's been about six months now I've been with them yeah so pretty still fairly new still fairly new
0: to Ruger but I mean it's been great I I love it over there so they brought you on as the head chef and um did you have to do okay well first of all let's talk let's talk about Ruger Market a little bit because people we we talk about Ruger Market every time we do the podcast as a sponsor but Ruger Market is located in the middle of Kaimuki mm-hmm. town, right by Diamond Head Theater. I think people
1: argue Kapahulu.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Kapuhulu, Kapuhulu there's yeah. There's kind okay. of a distinction yeah, there, which yeah.
1: I didn't realize so I got there, but there's this <laughs> distinction of Kaimuki, Kapuhulu, Diamond Head, it's I uh, see, yeah, 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 know, they yeah. Get, they get kind yeah, of
0: okay. territorial, very okay, territorial. Okay. So you got to wear a
2: Keep It Kapuhulu shirt. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> 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 but it's been, a, it's an established, uh, I guess, m- it used to be a mart, like a little mini mart or something like that. Well, they uh, categorize like
1: a general, yeah, a general store. A
0: general, and general store. And I remember my grandfather taking me there when I was little to get boiled peanuts. That's what they were kind of known for. Mm-hmm. But over the years, they've adapted and changed. And now they serve full-on plate lunches and poke bowls and all kind of things. Uh, all, all the local uh, delicacies that you could you could want. There's lechon there. There's uh, haupia mm-hmm. and... Pipikaula and 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 all that stuff right Yep. so when you were brought in i mean was the menu set or did you have to kind of like mess with it a little bit
1: you know they have a they had a good menu there auction fresh ahi is one of the main components there it's really oh that's uh,
0: right
1: you know it's really a part of ruger market is just the fresh fish so the poke bowls sometimes you'll see sashimi in the showcase we do sashimi platters and um didn't really have to change too much of the menu just kind of tweak make certain tweaks and adjustments to try to elevate the food a little bit more Um, you know the food was already pretty good when I got there you know there's just new things that I've introduced to try to you know use the ingredients that we have and use local ingredients and just you know keep the menu fresh and relevant and uh, as long as it tastes good to me like that's the main thing you know yeah, yeah. Um, you want to keep people coming back because the food tastes good and they feel at home when they come to Ruger, so I didn't want to change it to where they think, oh, well, everything is new. It's weird. It's not the same as before. Mm. Wanted to keep tradition alive there, but also, you know, try to innovate some of the things there to make it just a little bit better and keep them coming back
0: yeah um we're gonna talk about some of the new stuff that's coming up as far as the catering and things like that yeah but where do you Where does your story start as far as becoming a chef and and all that Uh, hold on i'm gonna move this a little bit closer to you
1: okay um you know so i didn't start professionally cooking until say five years ago
0: really Uh, yeah i got my
1: start Hmm. uh, so this is, this is a long story, but I'll keep it short as I can. Um, <laughs> I used to work construction. Uh, I was in the electrician's union. Um, shout out to IBEW, Local 1186. Um, you know, they taught me a lot about hard work and, you know, getting up every day on the grind. <clears throat> working for them was, you know, very eye-opening and how to be a hard worker, you know, being dedicated to your craft. So I actually got hurt. I think this was while I was working at Aulani. Um, When we were building that. And then during that time off, I actually opened a food truck with no knowledge about the food industry or food costs, labor costs. I just wanted to make food. I I just loved cooking. I love um, when people come and eat your food and you see the expression on their face. Mm -hmm. That just does it for me. Like, I love that feeling of having someone just being appreciative of what you made. You know, it's a good feeling. So. That always stayed with me so i had the food truck maybe for like a year we did philly cheesesteaks it was called big and oh. b sandwich oh. <laughs> we did um we were in kakaako like cooking queen we would set up and then we did all of um you know eat the streets shout out to pony uh they gave us the opportunity to be in their events um really fun like you know those events are you're out in the community yeah. you get to meet everybody people are trying your food it's just really good I to possibly could have you know and nobody was doing Philly cheesesteaks I think had one place in Waikiki called Ono cheesesteak I forget hmm. what it is now this is like a while back yep. and I remember like oh, I think I can make I think I can make this I think I can make it a little bit better I want to try to see so i did that did you hawaiianize it in any way i did um well we kept it traditional because i ordered bread from philadelphia actually oh so i used uh one of the providers out here told them if they can ship bread you know through their distribution for me and they did and then we also did our twist on it we did like a teriyaki philly cheesesteak um you know more localized ones we would do like lo inside some of them kimchi, yeah. you didn't kimchi we did a kimchi one yeah. definitely <laughs> you know with my korean background yeah. i'm half korean so korean cooking has always been um a part of my life so it's i did that for the special then <laughs> it might be <laughs> <laughs> it could be um but yeah that was uh that was a very eye-opening moment that i just didn't know how to run how to make money off of food basically yeah. that's what uh one of my chefs who i did get to work for taught me like you need to learn how to make money off of food in order for you to survive you know you can't just yeah make good food so i shut that down and then i got the opportunity to work at Merriman's, uh, which is in ward yeah. big you know big local yeah that's hawaii regional cuisine you know chef merriman chef peter merriman And uh, Chef John Matsubaro was the one who opened it. So he's the one who gave me the shot. Uh, Very, very, very grateful for that man that he took the time to kind of put me under his wing a little bit, you know, and teach me.
2: You didn't go to a culinary school or anything? Uh,
1: I did not go to culinary school, no. Wow, you
2: kind of just learned on the job and from meeting all these people? You know,
1: learning on the job, I think for cooking, for me anyway, I think it's the best way for Mm me. I'm not really one that's good in a classroom unfortunately <laughs> uh some people are some people aren't so no judgment but for me i just rather have the hands-on experience I, I just think just get out there and do it yeah, yeah. i benefit more from it it's like show me once i could probably do it you know? and if, if, even while you're an um, electrician you
2: you still just cook on the side as a passion thing? i mean
1: i'll cook at home like here and there i'd always love to like can t- I love to go out to eat oh. you know, I like going to restaurants. I love like just seeing what these chefs or you know these cooks have created because I love eating food, I love tasting other people's food. I think it's like there's so much labor that goes behind it you know it's you just really appreciate dishes and so yeah, when I got to Merriman's, I think I started as a prep cook they hired me, and then grand opening day they told me, can you work the line and I was like, yeah, of course, why not? so just throwing basically right into wow. the fire like literally go. the fire yeah just yeah. thrown into the fire and ever since then it's just been you know i just keep keep going and progressing from there definitely
2: you know running a food truck must be the hardest thing too because not only <laughs> you got to keep up with cooking but you got to keep up with the truck being maintained yeah it's uh you kitchen know, wise being cramped and everything
3: right
1: yeah cuz then you have to have a you get you got to find like one Um, centralized kitchen basically right to run your permit out of so that was another thing that I learned like I was just learning on the fly you know like I really was figuring it out as I go getting insurance and like different things like that but
2: what is the one advice you give somebody
1: who wants to just start up a food truck that doesn't know what they're gonna (laughs) run into you know Um, do your research you know definitely do your research Uh, you got to know about food costs labor costs overhead um, you know, where are you going to set up? I think for Hawaii, unfortunately, I don't see the food truck scene that great as it was before. Mm. And for instance, places like California, and the food truck scene is huge. Vegas too, actually. Um, those places, they, they have a really big following, you know, of food trucks. Uh, unfortunately for us out here, it's more, there's a few, you know, there's a few that I really like to go to, but other than that like the Eat the Streets isn't around anymore there's no food truck events anymore yeah. so it's really hard nobody's really pushing there no it no
4: events That's so strange.
1: you know dude, I'm not sure they were um, everywhere I was know. it a COVID thing
4: is it a COVID thing,
1: thing? thing? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it was before COVID yeah, it kind of stopped it was, it was dropping before yeah because there used to be the Honolulu Night Market yeah. down in Kakaako which was yeah. big for us when we did that one that was huge uh, we used to do a couple on base like Pearl Harbor those were huge like massive turnouts you know then there was a fisherman wharf one right so uh, we had our truck set up there too it was called makers and tasters um that was kind of kind of fell by the wayside it just the crowds weren't enough to support all the trucks like you know we'd be there every night you would need if you have 10 trucks there and then only 100 people come yeah you're yeah, not making not enough much. you yeah. know so mm. it was really hard it, it I was played difficult. at a couple of those oh yeah 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 I was probably there. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a small island, so I'm sure I was there. Um, huh. Yeah, but advice is just, you know, just do your research before you want to do something like that. Make sure you know you, what you're getting into.
0: And I would imagine a food truck would be a lot of, like, day before prep. A lot of oh, planning because, yeah. you know, you, you don't have a big kitchen to store stuff or... Yeah. You know, you just kind of, like, got to guess at how many people are going to come and then prepare for that, right? So it's like
1: whatever kitchen that you're able to use as your home-based kitchen is what i would call it that's where you get your permit from for your truck you have to coordinate with them where you're renting out from them basically that's why so how much square footage are they allowing you to have and that's how much you can really prep for Mm -hmm. us we we had a we had a it was a friend of mine who actually let us rent the kitchen out um for portions like yeah from from a certain time to a certain time so we'd have to prep a lot on the truck um mm-hmm. before like early in the morning mm-hmm. and then late at night when we get back we'd try to prep some to start the next day so that was very challenging too that, that's did you watch that um green american food truck
2: thing with the um, and the lower plate?
1: yeah i did i seen it yeah i seen it they're their food truck they were they were in a lot of the events we did too. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it was really cool to see their truck like that's what gave people hope I think you know like they seen somebody from here yeah. doing it so it's like hey it's possible you know
3: did you watch Chef too?
1: Chef the movie? John Favreau oh love that movie right? yeah Favreau love yeah. that great yeah, movie what was that movie?
3: Uh, John Favreau uh, wrote cool. it yeah I think uh, he wrote it Started in it. it yeah so but it's about a, a, a it's about a chef who was working for a big like a Merrimans yeah <laughs> and then so works for Fine Dining uh, gets fired because he goes crazy on twitter and then he goes well you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna make this thing i'm gonna make beef sandwiches well pork sandwiches yeah I guess. so you he make cubanos in, in oh. cubanos so and then it's kind of how he builds his business through that so it's, it's really kind of realistic then it's the movie well as he's talking about his life i'm like Simil- is yeah. similar is yeah. similar
1: i mean the what he did in that movie was he's using what a lot of us in the industry are using now which is social media mm. that's huge like it's mm-hmm. it's I know, you know, some people don't like it or whatever they feel about it, but it catches the eyes of a lot of people. So that generates people to come to check you out, you know. Mm-hmm. Even they want to see something instagrammable. Like, yeah. oh, I can take a nice picture of this. People are going to see me post it. People are going to go to that spot. So, in a sense, that part is realistic, I would say. But I mean, the automatic success, I yeah, don't think, is yeah. realistic in that movie. But great movie, you, though. You
0: know, what, you know what's interesting? It makes me think because um, there's this guy that I saw on YouTube, Kent Nishimura. I, I, I sent Kyle the. Uh, well, I posted about it on Facebook. But he's this kid. I think he's like 22 years old from Japan. What well, a guitar player. Yeah. yeah oh, unbelievable yeah. guitar player. Yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. ridiculous, you know? And so I reached out to him because. Um, I'd love for him to come and shoot high sessions with us You know, it'd be, it'd be great And, you know, I figure some of Japan Maybe they want to come visit Hoi. We can maybe try to set something up Where he gets a nice vacation We can shoot some videos and stuff So I've been contacting uh, Going back and forth with his management But, you know, obviously They want to try to make it Financially worthwhile too, right? And so they're asking like Well, are there festivals that are coming up That maybe um, we can get him into And then, yeah. you know, get some yeah. gigs and stuff but even all those are, are gone. Just like I, I told him, well, Hawaii doesn't really have these kind of big festivals and stuff. That's all gone by the wayside. You would I mean, really
2: have thought that during COVID it would be even more prevalent because you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, you can control the crowd, you know, the apart and stuff. Because
0: they used to have like the, what, what's on the, on the beach, um, the movie on the beach thing. Oh, and in Waikiki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like all those kind of... Well, the problem is it's a bunch of people
3: all in one spot that are... Hanging out with each other, you know. Yeah, but outdoors, yeah. though, at least. Yeah, but even outdoors. I mean, it's just a bunch well, like, uh, of people yeah. like yeah. standing Stadium? around together, and they go ah, Like so <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> like far. But, yeah. but the thing Stadium? was too. I Our mean, what what he was saying is that you know the um the culture was fading a little bit before. Already. Yeah, before that. Yeah, because yeah, like the Fisherman's Wharf thing, it was it was big, and then it just died. Yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it just, it it just, just went away. And this was before COVID. What this is that? What do you think the answer was? Was it just oversaturation?
1: You know, I, I really can't answer that. I don't know what happened. Like, they were they were promoting it well. The, yeah. Like, you know, the people were kind of into it. Mm-hmm. And people... Like, I would do events at, like, Lelehua High School. Mm-hmm. Every second Friday, I would go drive my truck from town up to Wahiwa to do an event there. And it'd be packed. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be really good. So I just... I'm not sure what happened. But it's not it's not what it was. You got on at the right time. There, yeah, basically. I think so. I mean, I didn't become a millionaire but you know and i didn't open my own restaurant but um the experience alone was just so you went from
2: merrimans to where afterwards
1: so i stayed about a year at merrimans and (coughs) chef john was on the way out already because
3: he's going to feast
1: he was gonna go do his own thing and um you know, super happy for him, yeah. Feast. If you guys haven't been there, that's we've
3: been trying to get him. We've been trying to get him on actually, oh, but I, maybe I'll give it. him a call. We have to go do it. We have to go do it at Feast. Oh, I, I think, would because he cannot. Yeah. Oh, he can make some the can lobster, make roll, roll, right? lobster roll, right? Yeah, lobster bro, I
1: grind that before. That thing is auto, Yeah, man. He
3: uh, and he makes those bento's too. Yeah. They're like upgraded vent- bentos. yes he know.
1: cranks out some uh, some numbers for lobster rolls for sure, but. Um, yeah, so after Merriman's, he was already on his way out. So, I uh, I took an opportunity in Chinatown, actually, called this restaurant called Encore Saloon. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a mezcal mezcal bar that serves Mexican cuisine. It was kind of really out of my comfort zone, where I don't, I didn't know Mexican cuisine. I was not, I'm I'm not. That's not your specialty. Just, yeah, I, I didn't know <laughs> anything really so about you're from it.
2: Philly's, cheek. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to Hawaii Mexican. regional cuisine. Wow.
1: To yeah. To to Mexican <laughs> now, and they you know they gave me an opportunity. Um Big shout out to Danny. He's a great guy. He he runs that little corner over there in Chinatown. He does a really good thing at the Daily Burger. I don't know if you guys had yeah. that. Oh yeah, smash Daily patties. Mean, so that I did you know, have that. Oh, Daily Burger, is yeah. unreal. Yeah. So you know he's a really smart smart businessman. Smart smart guy really great guy and he um well oh, that's
3: all owned by the same guy
1: he does the or daily kind of yeah i think i think it was in a magazine recently he does uh pizza mamo which is right next door yeah used to be brick fire and then they moved to kimoki then he has encore and then daily Yeah, so oh, if you oh, go yeah. inside too that little courtyard area in the back that yeah. connects all three restaurants yeah
3: it's i i walked back there by mistake <laughs> and they were like, oh, sir, you're not supposed to be back here. And I'm like, huh? And then I realized, oh, it's all the employees all walking amongst yeah, yeah. The, the restaurant. So I said, oh, yeah. sorry.
1: It's uh, oh, That's a, you know, it's such a great patio back there. Fett is on the corner too. Yeah. Mm. Chef Robin, she's, she was, I got to learn from her being right next door to her. Mm. And, you know, learning Mexican cuisine. All I really did was I would ask people I know, other chefs, and I would read cookbooks like I just ah. dug my head into um, I think Diana Kennedy is her name she's like the godmother of Mexican cuisine she has so many good cookbooks I just dived in and just kind of went for it and um, they gave me an opportunity to actually switch it up a little bit and kind of infuse some Korean mm-hmm. cuisine into the Mexican which is really big mm-hmm. in LA ah. like huge Roy Choi you know yep. that, that whole oh, Kobe yeah. Food. Yeah. another great food truck you know mm-hmm. and I was definitely inspired from him and just kind of put my twist on it a little bit. And it was great over there. I, I got to learn a lot about Mexican cuisine, taste some great mezcals, I won't lie. Very good <laughs> tequila there. Very great bar. Um, and then a COVID hit. So that was, yeah, we, th- we threw a really big party with, it was a Adidas sponsored event at Encore. And... Literally sponsored. Yeah, it was called the do over. So it's this really big event that they do all around the world. And they had a stop in Honolulu and it was at Encore, so it was huge. There was so many people there. And literally like two weeks later, COVID like shut down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just like what happened? Like we were just we were just having fun. We were just doing great. I don't know what happened. So Mm -hmm. that was uh that was a big turning point for me because I, I kind of, I was working, fortunately. I was still working through COVID, but then you have to adapt and you got to transition into, okay, we're not a dining restaurant anymore. Yeah. We got to transfer to takeout. We, how are we going to mm. have people have our food at home and it's still the same quality That's as so if tasty. you're sitting, yeah. sitting yeah. down, you know, so that was such a hard thing to try to maneuver with the guidelines from the state and CDC and it was all new too and at the time. And it was changing rapidly. Yeah, yeah like week, next 20 week 20, it's yeah. something different. So it's really, you know, the industry. Uh, I give a lot of credit to the restaurants that are still standing because those that was such a hard time. I remember just like a lot of restaurant owners and chefs at the time were just devastated yeah. and you know it Well, we lost bad. a lot of good restaurants in the past yeah, two years. Yeah. man. Yeah. We did, definitely did in that that impacted it and it you know it sucks because you know it's something that was out of their control yeah you know it wasn't that they weren't making good food or pleasing the customers that they had or you know innovating it was simply something that they couldn't control was out of their hands so it was like that was a tough time that was a tough time not only for me but for um, you know for a lot of people I'm sure it still is now like to this day it's still still difficult for them so that was a, uh, yeah, that was a hard time. But I, fortunately, you know, I got through it, and I took a break after I was working so much during COVID. Because, as the chef, you know, you're kind of obligated to yeah, yeah. stand the test of time it and happened. keep going. You know, yeah, if the ship is still up, you, you know, you gotta stay on it. So, but I got really, um, I got really burnt out. I was really wearing myself out, and that's something I can't stress enough to other chefs who do hear this or people who want to become a chef or a cook you know burnout is real like it's it's no joke so you got to take care of yourself what you do at home make sure you take your days off rest i got really burnt out during covid so took a break for a little while and then um and then i got hired at all in kahala oh, yeah. with uh, chef colin sato he's mm. probably the most talented chef i've ever worked for for sure and that was just a great experience to work for him he's he's amazing he's young super talented came from royal came from you know alan wong's he he was he was with all them so he he learned from you know the some of the best in hawaii chef alan wong and everybody that came through that kitchen is just they're they're amazing chefs and i'm just grateful i got to work for him and learn from him
3: yeah it's it's nice that they um Colin and those guys they really take great pains to make sure that they pass the information and give opportunities to young guys who are coming up right? yeah. it's never it's never a thing of okay well you gotta make your do your fight and work hard and do all this stuff well, you to know, go, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. some I mean some do So I mean I'm some sure some do but
1: I was very blessed and yeah. I'm super grateful that Chef John uh, Chef Vince from Merriman's, um You know, Chef Robin at Fed, like, you know, the people that I've come in contact with and they seen that I was eager to learn. I I wasn't trying to get any handouts, so they were just, for them, I think the experience of teaching somebody something that they love to do, like, they love teaching. So if they come across somebody who loves learning it, like, of course, they're going to welcome it with open arms, you know. I think that goes without saying, not even just for cooking, for, I'm sure if somebody wanted to learn some music from you, like, they'd probably you'd probably be willing
3: yeah, to I'd share with them if it didn't take up too else. much time <laughs> but, uh, I, know but that I think it, i mean
2: for <laughs> music the culture here is different for you know with with musicians and stuff is it you find it different in hawaii being a chef than anywhere else you think um, as far as camaraderie and and kind of yeah
1: support? i think because of course the island is small right and our islands our chain of islands are small so um a lot of the chefs here we all know each other Yeah, you know we all have come in contact with each other or and you
2: guys all just eat at each other's places eat all time. each other's places yeah. we always
1: support you know there's not really it's not too many bad apples I don't think I, I haven't really came across any everybody seems very like you know welp- welcoming and open yeah. I also got to learn from I can't leave this part out you know Chef Chef Tian Wong Mm. Um. she would come to Encore a lot and they introduced me they, oh you should meet her and you know she gave me her phone number That like, if you need anything just call me and, like, oh, that's cool I was blown away because that's like such good support system that you know they provided for young up up and coming chefs well that's
3: the thing I mean I when I think about it I'm like you're 33 years old and at 33 you've worked at I don't know Three of the top, yeah, restaurants, to you know what I mean, like three of the top restaurants on, restaurants island, yeah. on Oahu,
0: yeah, I and know. just
3: sort of by chance, like hey, I want to try this cooking thing, and then you have enough promise and enough um, determination, determination, yeah, The John folks, you know, so it was a, it's an interesting sort of. <laughs> I want to say this in a way that doesn't make it sound insulting, but it's like, it's almost like. You know, you're Johnny on the spot. It's like a force Gump thing. Like you happen to be along at the time when you know what I mean. Like yeah. they need somebody, and then they yep. bring you in, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And then you go and you learn at Merriman's or something, and then you go and you and it just so happens that these you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I mean, not that you're not putting in the work.
0: Cause no, you are,
1: no, no, no. A lot of right it has to do with luck. You know? Yeah, like you just yeah. right place, right time. I think is definitely like the perfect words. But I'm, I'm sure it.
2: they can spot to.
1: Yeah, certain you new know. things
2: in you that go, okay. Let's put some time into this person because they can, they can
1: become sure. something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is. It's, it's it's investing. Yeah, investing your time into somebody that's going to be worth it because yeah. you know as a chef, you have cooks and dishwashers and prep cooks and everything. So, you, you're kind of looking for okay, who's who's my guy? Yeah, who's my guy? Who's like dependable, available? Availability is the best ability in a kitchen. That's what I was always mm. told. You know, if you can show up, hey, you you're doing better than somebody else who's calling out and you
0: know not i mean not i'm, I'm not sure radio is the same way right Devin? um somewhat yeah, yeah you got the, guys that c- come through but if you there was put in the time but yeah, yeah
3: people having an aptitude for it does certainly help and wanting to wanting to learn but the the part about it for him is you know in a five-year span to go from yeah not knowing anything <laughs> learning the you know what i mean like you're you're bumping your head into stuff trying to run a food yep. truck And And then going to Philly Steak and then Mexican. Yeah, and then like five years (laughs) from then, you're at Fort Ruger, and you're talking to us now about, well, you know, there's food costs. I got my staff. I'm trying to think about, you know, outfits and and uniforms and all that stuff. Right. And these things are these things are taught to you. uh, our friend Esme, uh, her daughters at KCC, uh, not KCC, but at Leeward. Uh, In the culinary program, right? Oh, yeah. And so right now, she's learning all the food stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But there's still that part that you know already, which is is how the hell do I make this thing run so that I either A, I don't have to be there every day so I can take a break, but also B that I can make some money so that I'm not broke ass yep. just cooking food and that's all I'm doing, right? That's that's the part. Yeah. Chef John so it's was interesting. the one who You, you that. picked that up very quickly. I mean, in five years, that's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still learning too. I don't have everything down and as it's like the most talented chefs that I know, they always say like, bro, we're not done learning. Like, mm. yeah. you, you might teach me something or I might teach you something or, you know, it's it's, ne- it's a never-ending Never-ending, like, learning curve. So Everybody's the, learning.
2: So the last restaurant you were in were et al, right? Et, et, how you pronounce it? it? Et, al. et al.
1: Et al. Et al. Then you jump into Ruger, which is completely I
2: different <laughs> food. I mean, Way, you different. Lechan, <laughs> Way different. Hawaiian food, you know, yeah. and all this. How, how did you acclimate yourself to Ruger after after being trained at, like, all these other restaurants?
1: You know, it was, um... I got approached from Ruger while I was at et al still. Yeah. Mm. So, because I... Uh, One of my friends, you know, he approached me, asked me. I told him, you know, I think I'm okay right now. I'll think about it, and then um, when I did decide to go, uh, yeah, the transition was it was kind of seamless for me because it's still food, yeah, right. (laughs) And um, from what from what I was learning through COVID was adapting and switching over to takeout only, you know. Mm, So, but then we kind of came back to life when i was at all so people you know we had dine-in yeah. but then I, I know that i think from here on out takeout food is like huge yeah. it's it's climbed, wave yeah it's climbed so much yeah it's a way of yeah. life you know and um that's like you had to adapt you have to adapt to that and then uh, i know that there used to be benches out on ruger People would kind of cruise and eat, but, you know, it's not like that anymore. It's strictly take your food Yeah, sitting in the parking lot.
3: <laughs> but it's like you were saying, too, though, the, the the extra added sort of twist to it is you have to prepare this food so that it can be eaten 15 to 20 minutes from when you've prepared it. Yeah. Which is a whole different mindset, right? Yeah. Because you can, like, even, uh, I'll, sorry, I'll use the daily burger or, or any other smash burger. If you make a smash burger and you eat it right there. It is way different from taking that burger and taking it home 20 minutes and eating it. Yeah. And I, I always tripped out about that because I, I asked uh, uh, my friend Pete, who actually, uh, they run uh, Betty's Burgers.
4: And oh, I was okay. like, "Wow, the
3: burger's not the same. And he goes, yeah. He said the the fat in the burger, because it's a smash burger, it starts to coagulate. Yeah, it'll congeal <laughs> yeah. up. Yep. And so by the time you get it home and you start eating it, it doesn't taste the so same. So now you're
2: eating it on the drive home. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We're eating it on the drive home, but yeah. I mean, as a, as a chef... You know, you you're thinking about out, yeah. Right? The, if he's making his Korean chicken or whatever, yeah. right? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna make it. You're gonna prep it, and then you're gonna send it out with somebody. When they get it home, they're, it's always easy for them to go. Oh, I just it doesn't taste the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. that's that's always so it's always a hard part. Let's
2: yeah. let's pick something uh, specific. Your lechon. Mm. How did you learn that? Like, how did you learn how to cook that? Because that's Devin's been Devin's favorite. So me, always, me. What know? about you, bro? We all eat <laughs> no, you yeah. always, eat, he's always in a coyolito.
3: <laughs> all the time,
1: yeah. yeah. So, the, le- well the lechon was there when I got there. Yeah. Um, but the first person I did learn it from was Chef John. Uh, he makes one at Feast, oh, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. oh, it's bomb. It's, yeah, it's it's so good. good. Yeah. It's, he he does it a little bit differently. Um, more I think more of a traditional style, where he'll roll it and he put some herbs and stuff inside with some butcher's twine, and then he'll roast it and then to order fry it. So it's nice and crispy and tender and um, just kind of keeping, everywhere I've went, I've taken some techniques with me, you know, and that's, uh, you know, as a chef, that's kind of how it works. Like, you know, you you learn these techniques from somebody and either you're going to keep it with you or not. And luckily for me, I've kept a lot of techniques that I've learned because they're great techniques and it's like, that's how you make good food, you know. So, I mean, the lechon, though, it was already there. And I do plan on doing a little different style on it, a little twist mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I want to because we go through so much pork belly there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We, yeah, we sell a <laughs> lot of it. <laughs> when
2: you went to um, Ruger, was there already like Ruger set recipes and you kind of tweaked it? Or did you go out and make, make your own on, on the fly?
1: So <laughs> when I got there, there was no recipe book. And I was like That's what I heard. Okay, so yeah. what about um <laughs> how how do you guys make this? Yeah. And it's like oh a little bit of this and I'm like, No, we can okay. Like we have to I had to go through standardize everything. Yeah, because consistency is key, you yeah. know. So if one person is cooking it and the next person is cooking and it has to taste the same. Yeah, Got like, yeah. it, to. It It can't be like, oh, I know who made this one today. Like, yeah. No, that's not good. That, that's not <laughs> how you want it. You know, yeah. it's got to be consistent. So. There's a chef here. So that was the first thing I did actually is I buckled down with um, a couple of the cooks and we t- I asked them, okay, let's make some beef stew today. I want to see. I want to see what you guys do. Yeah. And then they'd make it and i just kind of watch, observe. I didn't want to go in there because you go into any situation and you try to like no hey it's my way and yeah. let's go you're you can reinvent a, the car right yeah you're there. gonna get a bad uh, from the staff from you know they're gonna get a bad taste in their mouth like who's this guy coming in trying to just change everything
3: especially cause you look 13 years old <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean you, get, you get full beard and stuff but you look pretty young oh, so I can you. only imagine thank, like you, thank, you thank walk you. in there they go who's this oh, guy thank man you. <laughs> thank you
1: well but you know and so I didn't want I didn't want to do that because that, I wouldn't want, I don't like when somebody comes and they, as soon as they come, they're telling me, hey, you're doing this wrong. You should be uh. like, take it easy. Like, so we just buckled down and just started writing all the recipes and I'm asking, okay, that's how much you put? Well, let's measure this out. Let's let's see how much it comes <laughs> so out like to. This. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, we can't do that though. It's got to <laughs> taste the same. So we made a Bible. That's, you know, that's what we call it in the kitchen. We got our Bible put all of our recipes down tweaked some we definitely changed some uh, i won't lie yeah uh, we started making some stuff on our own too because i seen some things were being bought and that's you know there there wasn't a chef there before so yeah you know no bad praise to the person there before me he, he wasn't a chef can't blame him yep. can't have him doing things that he doesn't know how to do so you know they they brought me in for a reason, so I figured, okay, well, I'm going to put my touch on everything and mm. I'll go through the menu. Let's go through the recipes on the poke and let's just make it consistent. And I think that it made a big difference there because now everything is consistent and everything tastes how it's supposed was to Was taste.
2: there one dish that you're just to figure out on the fly, like you didn't have experience making before? Um, and then in, at Ruger, you're like, oh, well, well I'll try a lot figure out this one.
1: Well the filipino food i didn't know yeah. you know I, I wasn't i've eaten filipino food i know how some is supposed to taste some i don't know how it's supposed to taste
3: <laughs> like i don't know how dinagong tastes man want to try all your filipino <laughs> friends. yeah <laughs> <all> so <laughs> hey I,
1: you know i got some you know chef del another amazing uh-huh. chef uh, he runs vain and mio pasta and dell's kitchen and bakery he you know i would call him and be like hey but how does this <laughs> you, you ate this before he's like yeah you know he's he's in tune with filipino cuisine so he knows and you know i had i'm grateful to have these resources yeah. to reach out to mm. to help me like get through this and make this you know so like it's and you can always pick up a cookbook Or nowadays, too, you can really go on YouTube and look. Mm -hmm. Okay, they make it like this. And then it's just about, like, anybody can probably make something, but then you got to think about, how can I make it in volume to serve a thousand people in a week or, you know, whatever. You have some crazy,
3: obscure thing that you can't put in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we need truffle oil for the, <laughs> you oh, like, no, yeah. man, we don't do no truffle oil.
2: I'm wondering if, like, because Ruger Market's been around for a long time. I was eating there since in my 20s, living in Key. Yeah. And throughout those years, it had different owners, yeah. different people running it. Definitely. You know. And um, I wonder if there was originally a,
1: a, a cooking Bible <sighs> that just got lost. You know, I cleaned out know? the basement a couple <laughs> months ago, like, when I got there, like, few months after i got there i was hoping, hoping to find yeah, something yeah. Open to open a <laughs> box and be like oh there's there it is you know but the unfortunately glow come yeah the <laughs> then, you know i, I would have been very grateful to find that but yeah. i didn't see nothing like that unfortunately but i think some of the things on the menu from what um what they've told me is that some of the things have been passed down like from owner to the next owner oh. and they kind of kept it going so that's super cool too like that that's keeping tradition alive you know yeah i think in 1937 is wow. when real wow. market opened yeah, I think that's history, so that's what yeah. that's what kind of drew me too is like this is nostalgic yeah, and like man. if i can put a little touch on it and hey let's take it to the next level let's let's see what we can do and why not you know yeah. it reminds
3: not? me actually this the conversation we're having with you today Reminds me of us talking with um, the kind Craig from Helena's because Craig Craig kind of like you. I mean, he took over something that was iconic, right? His grandmother was the person who ran the restaurant. And so he did the same thing as you. He said, Grandma, how do you make, you know, this dish? And she would go, okay, I I take this much and (laughs) I put it And he was telling us what he told his grandma was, okay. Take your handful, whatever you going to use. Yeah, and put drop in, it yeah. right here in the scale yeah. so yeah. that I know what this Gotta is. Got to measure it, yeah. Yeah, and it became a, you know, it, that that same thing that you're, you're talking about. He said the consistency of the food. It's it's surprising how much the old school restaurants have no conception of consistency of it. It's like one day the, the Kalua pig is you know it's super salty and one day it's you know kind of perfect and then the next day it's it's not bad you know and that they they never tried to say okay how do we make this so every day yeah it's this one
1: you know you know i think that that comes with luckily for me working in these kitchens that like merriman's they their bible was to the t you know when you do their recipes it's like it's to the t so Uh like yeah that kind of just was instilled in my brain like okay like I guess that's how you do recipes then you know well you're cooking for fun
2: yeah you know before you got the job cooking yeah were
1: you measuring stuff or was it all (laughs) I was not not measuring did your mom teach (laughs) you that yeah my mom you know she's a great I'm sure a lot of people's moms are great home cooks my mom is amazing amazing home cook Korean food regular American food um, She's not from here. She's from Seoul, so she doesn't. She well, doesn't so really make real local deal local food. food. Yeah, then. she made Korean food. So, like <laughs> I remember, I brought home meat john one day, and she's she, she's saying like that's not even Korean no, food. I was like, oh, Korean no. food, right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, but when she's when she's cooking, it's a lot of just dumping ah, about this much yeah. It's ta- tasting. So tasting mm. is super important, even if you're measuring everything. Uh, always taste your food that's like key key mm. to cooking always taste your food so uh with her learning from her was taste taste it this how it's supposed to taste so from there i'll just kind of do my measurements and then figure it out and then jot everything down i have i have a book that i write everything in and keep like yeah try to keep my recipes in so i don't like don't forget them
3: do you cook for your mom oh,
1: of course Definitely. She don't live here no more. She m- lives in the mainland. But mm. oh, okay. while she was here, sometimes I, I would go. She she really likes this jjajamyeon place. Um, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Mm. Korean noodles, black bean, Korean black bean noodles. Mm-hmm. I don't think i ever tried oh it. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll make it. I'll make it as a special <laughs> Ruger. Oh, okay, okay, you gonna be on next week then again. All <laughs> again. <All right. laughs> uh, I'll make right. it. I'll make it as a special <laughs> Ruger. So it's like a fermented black bean uh, as a sauce, and then jjajamyeon is is actually a Chinese dish. But when Chinese invaded Korea, uh, that's how a lot of Korean dishes. Yeah. Invasion right. from they Japan. They kept getting in invaded. And yeah. And they were getting stuff. invaded a lot. So like my mom taught me all this and it was just really cool to learn about it and learn that's how the food came about. So it's just these noodles. Uh, I'd say like udon noodles almost. And then you get this sauce. has like onions, carrots, like a mirpo on it. And then um, usually like. Pieces of beef or their seafood one really good place uh, off of King Street next to Panda is called Ondong It says Ondong oh, Chinese restaurant, yeah, but it's Jason.
3: all Korean. That's Jason, yeah. yeah, one for it, Jason.
1: You know, and you, you go inside there, only Koreans are eating in there. Yeah, that's how you can tell. <laughs> y'all. That's how you know it's good. So yeah. <laughs> that's how you know it's it's good. Yeah. So that's my favorite place to go. And then sometimes she knows that I've been working all week or something, cooking mm-hmm. all week. So she's just like, can you grab that? Bring it. I oh. course i bring it to her like you know but yeah when we cook though i think i wouldn't really cook for her we'd more collaborate because she is like lays her flag in the kitchen like this is my kitchen oh <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. so it's not like i can just go in there and cook she's like don't touch that don't move that don't use that like you know so it'd be more collaborative but so after that's cool, um
2: yeah. a long day of work at ruger cooking all the food and stuff when you're done where's your go-to place to grab food before you
1: home mm, you know i'm sure a lot of chefs can attest to this we don't eat well like after we're done so you're going to mcdonald's the after hey, yeah. sometimes <laughs> i do the only thing that's and open right? yeah yes. you know like yeah. i can honestly say like i, I can attest to it. i just seen uh my friend chef reed from redfish i seen his post he did valentine's day dinner last night right so yeah he was yeah. cranky i'm sure he did yeah. who knows how many covers and his picture was Jack in the Box, like this is what <laughs> chefs eat, and I can relate because by the time you get off and you're just dead tired, you don't want to cook when you yeah. go home. Yeah. Uh, during like only certain places are open nowadays, not like yeah. before. Used to have spots like would be Zippy's, open. not even yeah. open. Yeah, Zippy, open. like thirty, ten thirty, they're yeah. powered. Yeah. So yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do. I mean. Fast food. I can attest to it uh, firsthand, like zippies or something. You know, yeah. if I have time, I'll cook at home. I, I like to cook some things when I get home. Sometimes, not all the time though. It's just like draining. You know, you're pretty drained from the day, and you cook all day. You really don't want to cook when you go home, to yeah. be honest. No, like
3: Can I just? Can somebody just bring me food? Yeah, so that that's I that's <laughs> what I, I that's <laughs> what I wish for. you know? But
1: like, you know, there used to be spots I would love to go to. That. Um, just can't even think of them right now because i haven't even been going out to eat recently (laughs) i haven't been going out to eat i remember doing the
2: clubbing days there would be choke places to go eat later oh yeah
1: you know like yeah inferno's pizza oh yeah friend kyle makes pizzas over there and i used to love those pizzas um that's over there down at the lounge um like corner street i think v lounge, mm-hmm. v, lounge yep. yeah. v lounge yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Would get that pizza pizza's over there, good. The pizza yeah, get back there. so that, yeah. i think they just opened back up so he's yeah. like yeah. doing pizzas again and then yeah like um and i'm from mocha so when we come to town and then we have to drive back we would stop at mickey's then in Pearl city, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, know, i'm pro city oh yeah yeah that's like in. a real old school spot like yeah. down, down down by the police what? station. i forget the street but yeah yeah mickey's on a home road straight down yeah and, like Just random spots like that Like I love those places I I really like going up to Um Poi Factory Like Mm, I mm. I love taking that drive The drive up there Is just why I like going But then You know You make that bend And then there it is Still standing This real old school (laughs) spot And it's like You see them outside Pounding Poi And it's just It's so cool to go eat at Like I know it's like a tourist attraction But for me It's like home Like I like to go eat over there too So
0: J.B., uh, speaking of something new or doing new things, can you talk to us a little bit about the catering?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. hopefully they can see pictures later. But
0: yeah, we'll have them up on our Instagram. Yeah, for sure. I brought oh, some catering amazing. for you
1: guys today. Um, yeah, we just you know there wasn't a catering menu, so I went ahead and made one. Just um, it'll probably gro- probably get bigger as time goes on, and i I feel more comfortable with my team executing because catering is a whole another beast when you know running operation it's like it's if you pick up like 10 catering orders on top of running your restaurant and you don't have the manpower you're you're man you're in the hole like you you don't know what you're gonna do so so. did
2: you guys hire extra staff for this this um
1: so with this menu it's not so big the new catering menu um so i didn't really have to yet but we are hiring if anybody needs... <laughs> As he looks directly opposition. into the camera. Yeah, we yeah, if you are would definitely, like to learn... We are <laughs> definitely <to> hiring. <laughs> you know, I got to cook <laughs> any type of cuisine <laughs> on the island. We're definitely hiring. And, um, you know... Uh, uh, what
0: what what type of what type of uh, dishes
1: are you offering in your catering? So, for the catering menu, um, you know, we do have our classics. glue Pig, um, lao, show Shoyu Chicken is on there. Uh, we have some Filipino dishes, too, like Adobo, Lechon. Um, I got some Korean chicken on there. We have a. Uh, Korean miso. chicken,
0: by the way. My Korean chicken is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you yeah. said that was your mom's recipe, right? Mother's recipe, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was. Uh, so it's authentic. Yeah. You know. Okay. So you're giving her royalty a little bit. Ah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> 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 you know, if she comes back home, if she comes back home, <laughs> <laughs> instead of in the mainland, maybe we can help her out. But, nah, I mean, yeah, that, that's. You know, Korean chicken, you can get it from Zippy. Everywhere makes pretty good yeah. Korean chicken, you know? It's just I like... I know. The Rose Korean chicken though, we man. had today
0: was yeah, pretty... It's
3: <laughs> the it, so. yeah.
1: yeah, there's just little tweaks that you can yeah. always do to make it your own and adjust it. So, um, yeah, that's on the menu. I uh, got some miso salmon on there. Try to use, you know, get fresh fish. Uh, we have poke platters, sashimi platters. Um.
2: Are you doing any of the smoke stuff?
1: So, we didn't do anything smoked on the catering menu but i mean you can always come down on fridays and check us out and we have our smoke smoke meat um we're gonna be i'm gonna start to actually play with the smoker a little bit and do some briskets and like we did prime rib we did smoke turkeys on thanksgiving we did some prime ribs and it was like it's so good
2: so for those of you that don't know every friday at ruger market is smoked meat friday right every friday so there's always a special that they make
1: and then also another when I got there because then it was kind of the first time that I had an actual smoker before at at all with um, chef Colin we would do cold smoking so it just be the flavor of the smoke it wasn't really cooking it this Whoa. smoker was like we're cooking in the smoker uh-huh. uh, there's a temperature and everything like that so uh, we start to make ahi dip I'm sure you guys have had it yeah, oh, yeah. so I do the smoked ahi dip I, I really like it I, I'm really happy with how it turned out that's definitely one of my favorite things so to make. So your
2: smoker is the one outside on the parking lot on the yep. left-hand side?
1: Yes. That big...
2: So when do you start? On, on, on oh, Thursday? F-
1: so we actually start brining things on Monday and marinating things on Monday to wow. get that flavor just wow. deep, you know? For Friday. For Friday.
2: And you guys sell out every Friday pretty much, huh? Pretty
1: much every Friday, yeah. We, we, uh, we sell a lot of smoked meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, we have smoked chicken. Um, you know, char siu, the smoked pork, and then, um, yeah, so we've been doing a lot pork. of fish. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really good. And smoking that fish, that's, like, that's one of the things that I learned. I picked up along the way mm-hmm. how to utilize a whole fish and just putting it into action. And then now we have a smoked ahi dip that we really can It's hard to keep up because we also sell it at the farmer's market, and it just flies, like, you know, people buy it all the time. I'm grateful that people like it. I'm glad, like that's why I love what I do. People yeah. like the food I make. You know, so
0: and, and d- d- um describe the Rugerlicious Poke a little bit. Well, I'm confused. I, I really the like delicious and the Ruger. Right? No, I get the Ruger special yeah. and Rugerlicious confused, but now I know it's Rugerlicious is the one. Rugerlicious. Because the first time I tried it, I got to be honest, I was like, this is a little different. Interesting, Because it's right? like kind of sweet and it's got the tegu in it and yeah. stuff. But so now, like, I drive around and, like, oh, I want Rugerlicious. Like, it's just <laughs> on my mind now. Like, I can't. It's uh, that's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we yeah, get you. That's how we get you. You know, it's, so, uh, uh.
1: Yeah. So the tegu, yep, the tegu adds sweetness. That's, this is how I describe it to our guests when they come in to eat with us. And a lot of guests who come, they don't, they've never been to Ruger sometimes. Yeah. So I kind of love to go over with them what things are. So Rugerlicious got the tegu inside sesame oil hawaiian salt pretty simple it's a really simple poke but the combination for me like i always love that sweet and savory aspect of food Mm -hmm. like that's my favorite people Mm -hmm. who know me too they can attest i like sweet and savory like those notes just do it for me so that is that taste that you're getting you're getting the sweet and the savory and then like the butteriness of the fish just all combined it's like I think that's why you want to go back and get some every
3: time. Yeah. So it was it's done because I want to go <laughs> eat it's, it's addicting. You know, John
2: right? <laughs> eats every Tuesday's Ruger, right? Because of the podcast. And yeah. then sometime during the no, he I see him. No,
1: I see him because then you know, um, Bobby he'll, he'll he'll hit me up like. Yeah, I didn't know that John came by. I was like, oh, yeah, he just comes sometimes yeah. <laughs> and eats. So, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell him no. He can come <laughs> stop by whenever he wants. Yeah, I'm just like,
0: well, plus too, like, there's a there's always some kind of parking nearby because there's other places that i like but then it's so hamburgers. you can't just drive people yeah and jump can't just yeah, dig just, out yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so that's why i kind of like ruger i mean that's why i like ruger because i can just drive grab food and then leave like i don't have yeah you yeah. know
1: yeah you know a lot of our that's kind of what just how we're operating you know it's like just boom boom yeah. in mm-hmm. and out you know get what you came for and then you can head out you know that's it's it's good like that and some people like that convenient, you know, the convenient, yeah, the conveniency sure. of it. So, yeah, either, I'm glad.
0: Either I want to just get in and get out and eat, or I want to go and stay and eat. The middle ground of like, I got to find parking, and I got to yeah. walk, and I, I got to, you know, grab something. And yeah, it's I hear it's you.
3: all about ease for John. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, <laughs> for yeah. a lot of people, though, it's, it's about th- that convenience of like just because we have you can even order online if you really wanted to be real convenient you could order online that's right mm. and then just pick it up or have one of us walk it out to your car
0: so that that well let's uh hold on for that thought Devin has to go you gotta go okay. so I'll let you go yeah, i gotta go pick up my kids Well, oh, okay. we're almost done we're gonna do the last question oh. anyway okay. bef- before we got that so dev you can just uh, head out oh, but no, we'll, i'll wait for the last question oh but i wanted to ask so it, the the online ordering is up and running yes
1: so you have to go to toast tab so toast is a platform Ah. um that's our pos system and um you can go to toast tab and you know you look up ruger market you'll see us we'll be on there and you can pick yeah you can order if you
0: you go on the ruger market
1: website you can't order yeah you can't order so we're trying to fix that please bear with us Um,
0: because even if you type in ruger market menu it goes to the toast. Oh, yes, does. so yeah. I switched uh-huh.
1: that. I switched it on Google. Okay. I had to do a lot of stuff that I'm not used to doing. There's a lot of things behind <laughs> the scenes of being a chef that people don't know about. It's not all cooking. Trust me. There's yeah. Yeah. paperwork and me on my laptop a lot of the time. So, yeah. Um, but to yeah, toast all
3: in one restaurant POS.
1: That's the one. So if you go to Toast Tab, and then you search Ruger Market Toast T A B com. Yep, Toast Tab, yeah. and then there's even an app actually you can just download right on your phone there's a lot of restaurants in kaimuki that are on it i know like Head cafe is on there daily burger is on there for sure um i remember is there a a little difference in price because of that no it's the same right off the menu yep right off the menu prices um i'm not sure about other restaurants there shouldn't be it's there's no charge that's why so um yeah there's i know a lot of restaurants in kaimuki have it and i was really familiar with it which is why i implemented it at ruger because i wanted to have our guests to have that access yeah, yeah. Like that quick easy access because i know COVID's still real some people you know some people don't want to don't want to get out of their house yeah. Yeah. they want the convenience of sitting in their car and somebody's going to bring out the food That's to weird. them and yeah you know i well, wanted there's to a,
3: dude, be there's helpful. a lot of people on here
1: yeah there's a lot of restaurants in there so oh oh you know, <laughs> who's gone toast If, have if toast is listening, <laughs> so so there, there you I uh, <laughs> think we are giving you a free shout out For <laughs> the <not. Yeah,
0: laughs> market, there you go. Yeah. Well, okay, JB. So we're at the point of the of the podcast where we ask our guest if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, and you could only take three musical albums with you. To I, I shouldn't say a musical because pe- some people chose oh, I thought, comedy. I thought you, I you were going to say. Thought you, you were going to say. Movies Cause I know you no, movie I boat. know I like movies but, but this is a music channel yeah. Three soundtracks so Three <laughs> soundtracks yeah, three, three albums That you can take with you Not best of To listen to For the rest of time What would those Three albums be? That's a tough question
1: Three albums That I would want to listen to for, uh, I'm just That's the only three I have Yep mm-hmm. Hmm Wow I've never thought about this before actually <laughs> <laughs> um what um, do you have on a
2: playlist right now
1: you know I'm a mixed bag I love music in general so not only local music I love R&B I really love R&B um
3: like the old school stuff or
1: both new school old school mm-hmm. melodies I like harmonies and just like synchronizing that with like a really melodic beat like i just love that so i don't know it's tough i don't know if i can answer that that's really hard that's <laughs> that's a tough <laughs> thing to answer I, d- I think what did i i listened well, to nirvana okay. the other day okay so yeah, that's okay. like so they're they're i'd ma- probably take th- a i'd album. probably take that okay, album yeah, I, yeah. I really like nirvana i think i mean you know rest in peace cobain i love nirvana um
3: r&b what's a good group for you r b I'd probably say Jodeci. and Probably oh, a Jodeci, Jodeci album. I wow.
1: definitely would take a Jodeci album. I might Let's be 33, but backwards. I love <laughs> some old school... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong, I love man. some old school no, R&B, no. so... I probably would take a Jodeci album. Okay. And then... I'd probably be like a hip-hop album. Um, maybe probably Nas, ilmatic right? oh okay, Just, okay. i, I wow. love i love hip-hop so that's nice that's a classic for me i would yeah. take that one definitely
0: those are good choices yeah yeah very good choices yeah. Yeah. see that's like my day
1: yeah, and, you, yeah you, know, older than I, <laughs> you know i <laughs> <laughs> i I'd, i mean, my Nas brother did. i have an older brother he he you know kind of inclined me to music as i was growing up i would kind of go off what he's listening Mm, to you know so i'd go through his cassette tapes or his cds and i'm oh okay what was that one jota's song that was super popular
2: Is it lately no yeah Yeah?
1: no no that's casey and jojo
3: oh yeah that's from the unplugged album yeah yeah but forever my lady that's our savant
0: over there he remembers everything it's because i work for a radio station yeah you got all the hits you got all the hits in there it's in there all right well we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back with a patreon right after this 15 minutes okay. Ooh, and josh yes, nice. is going to share a recipe with mm, us that's cool. only for our patrons so what are, what are we making
1: uh we are gonna do a pohole salad so warabe we're gonna make a warabe salad
0: warabe salad Yep. exciting okay so we'll be back for our patrons Every, otherwise everybody else have a good week we'll see you next week aloha
3: take care